MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcast. The undeniable choice. It's sundown. The day has just begun. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Yes, ha, ha. This is MDN Shows Running With The Times, only on MDN TV, the podcast. And I am Major Daughter. Welcome, welcome to all our listeners and viewers around the world. Meet us in the comments. We are live there. Engage, ask questions, share this podcast, share this broadcast. Tell your friends to tell their friends. It's happening right now. Tell you what. I have a strange guest today. He says, the world is upside down. (laughs) Do you agree? He says, the world is upside down. Moms and dads have more influence than any CEO, maybe than any teacher, really. Let me ask you a question. Who has the greater influence in shaping the child's life or your children's life. What are your thoughts? Do you agree? Do you disagree that the world is upside down? We're about to find out together. I think we've had a special treat this week with uh, parenting tips, advice, counsel, and um, a, 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 a lot on families. Well, by the way, might I add that my guest is also an ambassador for families and marriages, a great one for that matter. There's nothing that can really be done, you know, without stable families in our society. If you must get the government right, get the, the laws right in the countries or in our nations, we must first get the family structure right. It plays such a vital role. Well, I don't need to say more. Let me leave it to my guest. Let's check him out right after this. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcast. The undeniable the choice. The undeniable choice indeed for today is Exane Anderson. In South Africa, we'll say Exane. <laughs> An author, a speaker, ambassador for great families and marriages. I mean, whatever you can think of, he joins me now. Thanks, a gazillion times, Exane, for saying yes and for availing your wisdom and allowing yourself and sharing yourself with the world. Please tell our global listeners and viewers, Exane, and why do you say the world is upside down? Exane, the mic sings to you now. <laughs> Well, it's a great question. The world is upside down. You know, I got to tell you, there are so many people who think 
that they need to go and work hard and make it good in the world. And that's not a bad thing. But a lot of people are not realizing how much influence they have as a mom or a dad, as parents. And I love what you said that, you know, the most important thing in our civilization is to have good families. I've got to tell you a story. Um, when I was young, I used to like to draw pictures of trees. And so I'd draw these trees and I'd draw them with every single little branch, all of the leaves on the trees. Um, and later I saw how other children drew trees and I'll tell you how they drew them. They drew just a simple little two lines with the little poofy cloud on top. When I went to school and I saw how these other children drew trees, I stopped drawing the detailed, tree, the detailed trees I used to draw, and I started drawing them like the other children did. Well, fast forward a few years. I was at a baseball game. I used to like to play baseball when I was young, and, and uh, my mom was there. But after this particular game, we went home, and my mom – she she told my she told my dad that she had a real headache and it was so bad that my dad decided to take her to the hospital and i remember standing there in the front room of our home and i gave my mom a hug and i said i love you mom and then my mom and dad drove away well i i was a little bit concerned cuz i i hadn't seen this happen before i was only 8 years old and I went to my uncle who was visiting us. And I said to him, is my mom going to die? And he said, no, she's not going to die. She probably just has a migraine headache. And I, and I wanted to believe him. And I said, you promise my mom's not going to die? And he said, I promise she's not going to die. Anyway, I went downstairs and I I uh, was a little bit anxious, but I climbed up on my bunk bed and I started reading the book. I still remember the book. It was a book about squirrels. Anyway, I, I, I waited for my mom and dad to get home and they didn't get home. Hmm. And the, the next morning I uh, woke up. I was a little bit anxious. I climbed off my bed and I went to the room to my house and I, to the to the room of my the, the door of my room and I opened the door I looked out. There was kind of this family room when I walked out. I could see I was anxious to see my mom and dad. But on the other end of the, the room, I could see my my dad. But something was different. My mom was not there. Instead, there was a neighbor and another neighbor and a friend and a neighbor. It seemed like there was half the neighborhood at our home. Hmm. And as I walked forward, I could see that my dad had been crying. He had tears on his cheeks. Wow. And walking forward. And I, age, you you saw that your dad had tears on his cheeks. You are eight at this time. I was eight years old. That's correct. Please proceed. And as I as I walked forward, I could my dad was trying not to cry, but he wasn't doing very well. And as he gathered my brothers and sisters together. And he said words that I'll never forget. He said, I think he was trying not to cry. But he said, I think our mom is going to leave us. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I put two and two together. I could figure out what he meant. He 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 meant that my mom, he thought was going to die. And I went into a panic and I said, Dad, Dad, we got to do something. What can we do? What can we do? You say a prayer. What can we do? Well, my mom had suffered a cerebral hemorrhage. What that means is a, a blood vessel in her brain had burst, and she was now brain dead at the hospital, being kept alive by a, a life support system. Yeah. And I remember a couple days later, we were at the hospital. I could see my mom. She was laying on a hospital bed. She had tubes coming out of her nose and mouth. She couldn't breathe on her own, so a machine had to breathe for her and just kind of um, make her chest rise and fall with this help of this machine. And I was eight years old, and I was very scared. Eventually, it came time for them to take my mom off of this machine. Mm. And when they did, she kind of crinkled up. And her face kind of turned bluish. And I remember being really afraid. I, I wanted to give her a kiss, but I was afraid to. So I, I didn't kiss her. I went and kissed the air and walked out of the room. Just really afraid. Well, I got to tell you this. My mom died that day. And as an eight-year-old boy, I watched her die. Yeah. There was a doctor in the room there after I left. He said, you know what, X? Because a lot of people, instead of calling me X, saying they call me X. But he said, when you left, yeah. your your mom went from kind of being crinkled up to where she opened her arms, spread her arms out all by herself with no help. Almost like she was coming yeah. into a, almost like she was coming into a beautiful place. Um, but here's my question for you. I watched my mom die when I was eight years old. How do you think I draw trees now? Well, I got to tell you, I draw them the way my mom would want me to. The way I see them, I draw them the detailed ways. Well, here's my question. I, I watched my mom die. How do you think I draw trees now? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I draw them the way my mom would want me to. She wanted me to draw them the way I, I saw them. And, and so I draw, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm drawing trees figuratively. I'm drawing trees the way I see them right now. I'm sharing this story with you. I'm yeah. figuratively drawing trees the way I see them right now. Mm. And I got go ahead. Ah. You know, I've got to tell you, my mom, even though she died over 36 years ago, and I haven't given her a hug since that day, there are things that my mom did when I was just a young child, when I was five and six and seven years old, that still profoundly, profoundly affect me today. And I want moms and dads to know what a great influence they have. 
because there are things my mom did when I was six years old, when I was seven years old, even though she died when I was eight year old, they are those things affect me today. They're affecting my children who she never met. And they will affect generations to come little things she said or did. And so I want, I want anybody out there who's listening to know that if you're a dad or if you're a mom, if you have kids, the little things you say have margin. They're going to last way longer than you can imagine. And so Mm. I say the world's upside down. I'll tell you this. There are business owners who um, have businesses, but I'll tell you this, in, in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years at the most, those businesses probably won't even exist. They'll probably be yeah. bankrupted or disrupted or changed in some way. Some of them will be bought and sold. But but what you do as a parent, as a mom, as a dad, that influence is going to last for generations. Mm. And so when I say the world's upside down, I mean it. The conference than any business owner. Than any, than any government leader, your influence as a mom, as a dad will change generations. And I believe that. And I can tell it because I can tell things my mom did that are going to affect, that are affecting me, my grand, my kids, her grandkids, and will go down for a long, long time. And they are affecting us right now. And, um, you are drawing the tree the way your mom taught you. Yeah. The way I tell us, tell us how how this changed an eight-year-old saying to become who you are today, what you are today. I can see with the passion you're you're relating the story, but also with tears. I tell you. The whole studio is affected by what you are saying. Cause I think sometimes parents just don't know what to do. Well, I'll tell you, um, I'm a parent too, and you're right. Sometimes I don't know what to do. Um, let me tell you a couple other things that uh, came to mind while you said that. Um, You don't have to be a perfect parent, but if you love your kids, they'll feel it. I want to tell you, I, I, um, my mom's influence, I feel it all the time, even though she died over 36 years, I can feel her influence. I can hear words she said to me, just little things she said that only took five seconds that, um, I can hear her voice still. And so, when you're at home with your kids and you don't don't know what to say, tell them you love them today before you go to bed. Let them know that you care about them. And remember that life is shorter than you think. All of us, life could be shorter than we think. So tell the people that you love that you love them. Tell your children that. The other thing I've, you know, I'll, t- I'll share this. Sometimes parents don't know what to do. I got to tell you. Hmm. Um, one of the things that that I that I've learned since I became a parent 
was that if you want to help your kids catch them doing something right, they've done some research that shows that if you, if you think of behaviors, like let's just say that your child's doing something right. And if you imagine I have a pitcher of water in my hand, I water behaviors are kind of like seeds that you plant in the ground and water yeah. is kind of like water. If we water the behaviors we want to see grow with attention, mm. those behaviors get bigger. So when somebody does something that's, that's good and, and right, give them attention for it. On the other hand, sometimes as parents, we're tempted to give attention to things that aren't right. So we would, would tell our kids everything they're doing wrong. Well, they found that that's not as effective. If you want to help your kids, catch them doing something right and tell them what they've done right. And I can, I can tell you one quick story about that. One, um, one time my daughter got into my door. My wife and I were asleep. She knocked on the door and she said, surprise, dad. I got up, I made, I got ready for school. I got dressed. I got made my bed. I made my lunch. And, and I thought, yeah. wow, that's, that's a behavior that I like. And I told my wife, I said, let's give this behavior a lot of attention. So I went out there and I said, wow, you've looked, you made your bed. You got dressed for school. You, you made your lunch ready to go. Great job. Thank you. And my wife, she gave her a lot of attention too. Well, my, my daughter kept doing it. We kept doing it um, and we kept giving it attention. You know, if you give, if you water a, a seed, it grows. If you water a behavior with attention, it grows. Well, sometimes what would have been less effective, what would have been less effective was would be for me to wait until she sleeps in, doesn't make her lunch, doesn't make her bed, and then get really angry at her and say, well, why didn't you do this? That would not be effective. In fact, it would actually make that behavior grow because I'm watering it with attention. If you water a behavior with attention, it will get bigger. The things we need to do wow. is to look for the things that our kids are doing right. And those behaviors will get stronger as we give them attention. Um, so that's one of the things that I'd like to share with your audience. Let me tell you one other thing. Um, Keep them coming. Keep look. Yeah. I I I don't know what is happening today, but you know, before I came to the studio, for some reason we missed your your um, our schedule again. So, and I said there must be something about this conversation today, and it's one we don't want to miss. Keep them coming, Xay. Yeah, let me let me tell you one more story. Um, my daughter Cheyenne, she was a beautiful angel baby. She had soft dark hair. She had deep brown eyes. She was a very very calm baby. And she was so calm that sometimes I'd have to stop what I was doing and just look at her because she would almost be looking up with me. She'd almost stop. Even as a baby, she would just gaze into my eyes, almost like she was searching for something. And it was so uncanny that I would have to stop what I was doing and look back at my daughter. 
she just had this really calm, calm feeling about her. Yeah. Well, fast, fast forward a little while. I, uh, I'm, I was sitting in a car uh, on the side of the road and I got a phone call and I answered the phone and they said, is this XN Anderson? And I said, yes. I didn't remember. And then the voice on the other end of the line said, your daughter has drowned. Ah. You need to come to the hospital. And I said, what? And they said, ah. your daughter has drowned. You need to come to the hospital. And I got to tell you, I, I don't remember how that, how that conversation ended. But somehow I drove to the hospital. Somehow I found a place to park. I walked into the hospital and I walked in and I saw my nine-month-old baby daughter on a hospital bed. Hey. She had she had tubes coming out of her nose. That wasn't the first time I'd seen someone I love with tubes coming out of their nose. Yeah. Someone in the background say the words brain dead. That wasn't the first time I'd heard those words either. And, and I got to tell you, as I walked Ooh. in, there were a lot of people in that room who were not calm. But as I walked in, I put my hand just kind of on my daughter's shoulder. I got to tell you, as I touched her shoulder, I felt calm. And in that moment, I knew that she was, I, I knew that she was going to die and she wasn't going to make it, but somehow I felt calm. Hmm. Now, one of the emergency medical technicians was in the room. I went up to him and I said, I'm a big boy. I want to know what's going to happen. Help me know what's going to happen with my daughter. And they said, she's probably going to make a really good donor. Anyway, we got a, we got in a, uh, they slowly wheeled my, my daughter out to a life flight airplane. We got on this airplane. We had to fly to another hospital on that airplane. Um, I could see them respirating my daughter and they had a little bulb. They were trying to keep her breathing. That wasn't the first time I'd seen someone I love need help breathing. But for a moment while we were on that plane, I could just feel, I just felt this pain. And I just prayed. I said, God help me not to become bitter. And I got to tell you, since I, since that prayer, I haven't felt bitter. The plane landed, drove up to a specialized hospital. The doctors hooked her up to a bunch of machines and things. And for the second time in my life, they took someone I love off of life support. Um, 
And I got to tell you, they brought my, my daughter to me. They put her in my arms. She could, she could breathe just a tiny bit, not very well, because she had a little bit of brainstem functioning. And I just held her until she, I just held her until she was gone. I got to tell you this. Will you please tell the people that you love today that you love them? For all the people is shorter than you think. You don't have to be perfect. Catch your kids doing something right. Instead of telling them all the things they do wrong when you see them, Say, you know, I really liked it the way you did that. You know, if you, there's a, if any of you want to get this book, there's, it's there, there's a book. I didn't write it. There was a book by a man named Glenn Latham. He wrote a book called The Power of Positive Parenting. And if, if there's any viewers out there who like to read such a good book about how to, it's positive. Power of Positive Parenting by Glenn Latham. Great book um, for parents who are trying to learn to be better parents. Um. But I appreciate you. Thank you so much for letting me share my about my daughter. And just remember to love people, to love your love your kids. Tell them they need to hear it, and they'll remember. And remember, if you think that you're not having a big effect, I can tell you, I believe that you are having more effect in the world as a mom and as a dad than any government leader, than any business leader, than any CEO, moms and dads have more effect than anyone in the world. The world really truly is upside down. People think that if you're a big government leader, a big business leader, you have more influence. You don't. You as a parent, you as a mom, you as a dad have more influence over the world than anyone, anyone else. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcast, The Undeniable Choice. We are still on with Nixay. Um, And I think this is just one of those conversations. We have less. Let me ask you this. Exane. What did it take you to get to this level of understanding? Understanding life, understanding the state of existence. We all exist. Well, it's a it's a great question. Let me let me tell you this. One of the things I know about every listener out there who's listening is that 
you and everyone who's hearing my voice right now has something that's very, very painful for you. That's hard for you. It's hard for those listening. And a lot of times that pain can't be seen. It's pain that nobody else knows about. But let me tell you this. And I believe this with all my heart. There is a loving God who knows your pain. And he is letting that pain. God is letting you have that pain. Because sometime down the road. He will help you use it to serve others in ways you never thought possible. It will almost it's like it will become your superpower. It will become something that you don't even realize will help others and serve them. So trust in God. Trust that God knows what he's doing. And that pain will help other people. You see, I had pain when I was young. With my mom dying. I had pain when my daughter died. I've had other kinds of pain. And so have you. And so have our viewers. It's there for a reason. And at some point, your pain will allow others. It will serve others, is what I mean to say. Um, if you let God help you do it. I believe that. I know that. And um, trust there's a reason. And then as you experience pain, allow yourself to become more loving to others and help others with their pain. And that's that will make all the difference in the world. We can let our pain, let us feel compassion for other people who also have pain, because we all do. And pain is the same every way. It doesn't matter where you are. That's right. Pain is the same. Everyone has pain. I'm sure you have pain that nobody else on this show knows about. Everybody who's listening to this show has pain that other people around them don't know about. But that pain is your superpower in embryo, it's your, it's it's God trying to help you to serve others, and He will at some point, if you let Him, if you let God help you. I believe that with all my heart. I hope that my pain and sharing it with you somehow here will help someone somewhere want to be a better parent and realize, you know, there's some parents who are home with their children, frustrated. They're feeling like they're not making much of a difference. I can tell you, you are making a difference more than you know. And your difference will be long, longer lasting and have more effect than anything you could do in the business world. Just being a good parent, a good mom, a good dad. You say pain is your superpower and um, there are those who say pain pays. And my question is, 
I believe you that pain is our superpower. And does it really pay? Does pain pay? Does it pay well? Does it even pay at all? Does pain have to pay? Well, let me tell you this. If you allow the things that are hard for you to make you more compassionate, to make you love others more, and it can help you. If the, on the other hand, if you allow pain to make you hard and hateful and 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 mean, that's not the reason. It's our choice what we do with that pain when when it happens because we have it. But if you can say, "I'm going to allow the pain to make me softer, to make me love others." And to recognize that everyone you see, everyone you see has something hard for them. Even if you think they don't, even people who you think don't have any pain or they have a perfect life, I can promise you everyone, no matter who they are, has something that's very, very difficult for them. And if you, when you have that difficult part, when people have that pain, if they can see with compassion and love for others, you know, a lot of people would look at me and they would say, well, I don't, I, I, they wouldn't know that my mom died. They wouldn't know. They can tell you there's things in your life. I'm sure that have been hard for you. For every listener who's hearing this, there's been things that are hard for them that are painful. And we have a choice. We can either let that pain make us more loving, or we can let the pain make us hardened and mean. What? It's a choice in our, in our heads to say, you know what? I'm going to let it make me more loving. I'm going to make it let me care about others and be softer rather than to be hard and mean. It's a choice. Sometimes very difficult, but it is a choice we can make. Hmm. How can our listeners and viewers get hold of you to continue this conversation the show comes to an end, but the conversation ought to continue. There may be some who wants to get in touch with you, maybe to share something. Certainly. I would love to hear from, from anybody who would like to. I, uh, if people would like, my, I have a funny name, and you've said it, right? I'll spell it for our audience. You spell it <laughs> E-K-S-A-Y-N. In fact, I have a website that's spelled E-K-S-A-Y-N. You say it, Xane, and you said it just perfectly, Xane.com. If you go and Google my name, you can look it up, and you can follow me on social media. You can reach out to me. There's a telephone number on that site. Um, you can would love to hear any of your comments um, if you'd like to. But um, I, I also I wrote a book called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. And I wrote it before my kids. Uh, I sell it on Amazon. Somebody wants, if they'd like to buy that book, they can look at that book. But um, I, anyone who'd like to reach out to me, I'll try to get back to you. If I have the time, I'll try to get back to you. And really would appreciate anybody who's listened to this, who, uh, who doesn't realize what a wonderful, please remember it.
Yeah, we we are at um, the end of the show, and um, thanks to Kazilum Time for educating us. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Very, very, thank you very much. It's an honor to be on your show. It's a pleasure to host you. As you go, what is that one thing that you can share as a parting shot, as a last word? Uh, well, doesn't it doesn't matter how long or how short, but that can help parents everywhere listening now, parents to be. And maybe even those who don't have children and uh, are still in the waiting room for children. Exchange? Well, you know, my, my mom, she used to say something, and I think she heard it from her mom. So you can tell this is an effect coming from my grandma. But she used to say, no matter the question, love is the answer. And I think that's true. When we're parenting, um, if we can remember that no matter the question, love is the answer. Bringing you the good news all day long. You, you, you were tuned in to the hottest station on the planet. On the planet. Keep it locked. Well, that was Xane Anderson. Check his website out and uh, get hold of him if you want to or if there's anything you want to share or ask or anything really but I think what has happened here today is for a reason his website is eksayn.com xsane.com the links are in the description and the books is written. You sure want to get one of those and uh, see how this can help fare and live this thing called life more comfortably with knowledge. want to say once again, thanks at Gazilun Time to you, Exane, showing up and showing up really good. I don't have more there are no words to really explain what this conversation has done here today. Thank you for having me on the show. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice.